I'm Dr. Jill Wiener. I'm a white woman, a doctor, a meditation teacher, a tapping practitioner, a writer, and I'm an aspiring anti-racist, an identity which I must constantly strive towards, work on, and reevaluate. This podcast amplifies the powerful voices of women and men in all aspects of the anti-racist space, from healthcare to spirituality to criminal justice, to provide a nuanced, honest, and educational examination of systemic racism. Hi, this is Dr. Jill Weiner here. I cannot believe it is the season finale of the second season of the Conscious Anti-Racism podcast. When I first started the podcast, as you may know, um, in season one, I really started out as a series of YouTube interviews trying to make sense of the racial disparities. Data started to come out about COVID in March and April of 2020, a couple months before George Floyd was murdered. And the racial awakening uh, happened in our country and at some point decided to turn it into a podcast and have had the on absolute honor of having so many incredible guests um, to learn from. And as, as much work and time and effort as I thought I had put into my own anti-racism journey and how I can show up in the world in a better way as a white person and contribute to this to this fight against systemic racism and oppression, with each interview, I learn so much and, and my own understanding of, of my place in the world and my complicity and, and ways that I can do better grows with, with every single interview. And that's, that's been absolutely amazing to, to be a part of, to, to have that experience as the host of this podcast. And I feel like season one was really kind of bringing people up to speed and, and a lot of education as people were learning, what does anti-racism even mean? And it was very emotionally charged and it was in the middle of the racial uprisings and of COVID. And now with season two, we started to see COVID dying down and, and, and life feeling like maybe it was going to return to normal. And now as it's ramping back up in August of 2021, and, and there's this uncertainty again and not knowing where it's going to go because of Delta variant, I think it's a really great chance for us to reflect on how far we've come where we are now and what ways that we can all make change to advance the fight for true equality and equity. And there's, there's a never ending, there's never ending work to do. And that's one of the things that I always like to remind myself. Every time I do an interview, I introduce myself as an aspiring anti-racist, knowing that I can't just call myself an anti-racist and poof, be done with it. It requires every single decision and action and thought of every single day, consciously deciding, am I being racist or am I being anti-racist? Am I supporting racist policies, perhaps with silence or complicity, or am I choosing to do what is most often a difficult thing to do that may be uncomfortable and uh, supporting anti-racist policies and, and beliefs? And it's a work in progress. We all are. And white supremacy has its hooks in all of us. I think some of, for me, the the highlights of season two, and, and they were all incredible. First off, going back to some of those early interviews from last year before they had, before I had become a podcast, 
um, getting to revisit those interviews and reevaluate them and look at them from a light of a year later and seeing how much things have changed and sadly seeing how much they're relevant as well. We, we dove into um, children's books and literature with episode 29 with Archa Shravastav and I spoke with one of my idols, Tema Oken, who in episode 31, who is the author of the characteristics of white supremacy culture, that article is what what inspired and is the basis for all of the work I do in this space, um, the whole conscious anti-racism curriculum. And, and a lot of my huge aha moments were based on that article at a retreat that I attended uh, in early 2019, the Allies in Action retreat led by Leslie Mack and Paige Ingram. I got to speak with a couple people who I met at a dinner, um, a, an online dinner series that talks about racism, Jay Hughes and, and Narika Jenkins, both, both of whom are formerly incarcerated people who shared their experiences so bravely at this civic dinners event, uh, which is something I highly recommend if you have not joined that. They're virtual, so you can attend anywhere. Uh, and really getting to explore aspects of, of the criminal justice system that I've never faced directly and have started to also explore a lot more other uh, racial categories other than black folks. So I had my first Latina guest, Susan Lopez, Dr. Susan Lopez in episode 41, Dr. Ni Chang Liang, who's an amazing pulmonologist in episode 43, Mori Tahiri Poor, who is an, an incredible woman who talks about negotiations and bringing humanity to negotiations and sports activism as well, which is something that has gotten so much more attention, particularly with Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka in the Olympics and and prioritizing their mental health as an act of activism, honestly. And the brave and beautiful uh, work that they've done to normalize mental health issues. So there's just been uh, so many incredible things. Uh, the interview with Morgan Wider about image bias and style at work and what affects what is appropriate and what is professional. There's just been so much, uh, incre- so many incredible things to learn. And I, I, I loved every single one of these interviews. So I think, you know, moving forward, as, you know, some of the exciting things that have happened for me personally in my, in the conscious anti-racism company in our business is our online course has gotten accredited for eight and a half hours of continuing medical education. And that is for all all healthcare professionals, including pharmacy, nursing, PAs, NPs. And it's also been accredited for eight and a half hours of professional development for the Society of Human Resource Management. So it is really incredible to be able to offer these professional development, continuing education opportunities to people who take our online course. And of course, we'll put the links to those courses in the show notes. And we have a new website as well, ConsciousAntiRacism.com. Dr. Maisha Claiborne and I have worked really hard to put that website together and uh, to bring our our trainings and our book uh, and this podcast out to even more people. So it's been a really incredible way for us to share our work with the world and continue to do our, our trainings. And we're both have been invited to be faculty facilitators for the Equity Matters program for the ACGME. That's the American College of Graduate Medical Education. Uh, so that's that governs all medical trainees, residents and fellows. And we're working to help bring health equity into medical training and beyond. So it's been a really exciting time and also a sobering time. There's, there's still so much inequity 
while we feel like we've made so much progress, it also feels like we continue to take steps backwards. There still continues to be so much hate and division and politicization of everything in this country. And it can feel very overwhelming and it can feel very disheartening. And I think what's important to remember, I think, is that this system of white supremacy culture was not created in a day and it can't be fixed in a day. And for white folks who are listening, I think it's important to remember that every time we feel uncomfortable, this is a quote from Crystal McCreary. It was a season two, episode 39, which I highly, highly recommend. She said that every time you lean into your discomfort, you are creating pause and breath and space for someone to step away from their discomfort. So for white folks who are out there wanting to make a difference, I think it's really important that we continue to step into that discomfort and we take some of that on knowing nothing about what the daily lived experience is like for people who are marginalized and oppressed in this country. Episode 38 with Melly Lewis and Turquoise Devereaux are two amazing indigenous women who also talk about their struggles and finding their voice and the amazing programs they're doing. So I think for white people to recognize that discomfort is good. It's the it's the edge of where change is real is happening, real change is happening and something that we owe it to the rest of society to feel that discomfort even though it's been ingrained in us our whole lives to avoid discomfort at all costs, particularly around race and to make those hard realizations and admit the hard truths about ourselves that we've all been indoctrinated into this system of racism. I think for non-Black people of color, it's important from, from all the people I've interviewed and spoken to, we've all got bias. And so we all experience bias in a different way, um, maybe model minority or other types of things, but also to remember that we can hold space for our own life experiences, maybe ways we've been oppressed. If you're a woman and you've been, you've, you've experienced some discrimination for being a woman, holding space for that. My experience as a Jewish woman, I've, I've had some discrimination uh, for being a Jewish person, holding space for that, but also knowing that I can also hold space for the daily lived experience for people in this, in this country, indigenous people and black people who have so, so, so much more discrimination and oppression in a way that I can't really fathom. And so coming to terms with our own internalized white supremacy culture with our own identities and holding space for that and also holding space for the lived experience of other people. I think that's hugely important. And for Black folks, continuing to honor your self-care, taking care of your mental health, um, continuing to insist that people respect your boundaries and we we will all do our best. I, I'm encouraging myself to respect the boundaries of Black people and, you know, making sure that we're listening to the voices of Black people and contributing to the work that is already being done in this space and not centering whiteness in this anti-racism space. So there's so much, so much work that we have to do, so much to take in. And it's important that we don't let our guard down and we recognize that we are so, so far from where we need to be. If you're looking for some ways to get started, I am going to, of course, shamelessly plug my book, Conscious Anti-Racism, Tools for Self-Discovery, Accountability, and Meaningful Change that I wrote with Dr. Maisha Claiborne, and you can find that on Amazon. It's an ebook or a paperback. And also the online courses that I mentioned, if you want to take a little bit of a deeper dive, what's so unique about our training is A, we're physicians and we have that that background. B, 
Maisha's a black woman and I'm a white woman. And so we're each able to share our lived experience and how, you know, it's important to remember that I've heard this from Michelle Johnson and Carrie Kelly, whose race and resilience course I took this year. I'm I'm learning as a white woman, I'm learning about these issues. Black folks are are living these issues and experiencing them on a daily basis. So it's a very different experience. And so we're able to share that with our audience. And also as I'm an expert in some mind-body modalities, such as meditation and tapping and shadow work and mindfulness. Dr. Claiborne is also an expert in multiple modalities as well. She's an integrative medicine doctor, and she is a specialist in neurolinguistic programming and hypnosis, and she has contributed in communication, and she's just contributed so much to the curriculum that would be really so minimal and, and, and less effective without her. So if you want to try our online courses, that would be incredible. And of course, if you would love for us to come and speak to your organization um, in a one-hour or a we do a signature 10-hour live training, that's something that we do as well. And of course, there are so many other resources. I highly recommend the anti-racism daily email and getting your information from paying black folks for their information and their knowledge. So I, I hope you've enjoyed season two. We're looking ahead for season three, looking forward to that. Lots of great interviews already set up and uh, we will see you in a couple months. Thanks for listening to the show. And as always, please listen, rate it, comment share it, and subscribe so that you get the newest episodes when they are released. Thank you. Hi there. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Conscious Anti-Racism. Please be sure to follow or like us wherever you find your podcasts, and also consider leaving a rating or review. You can follow Conscious Anti-Racism on Instagram and Twitter at JillWienerMD, J-I-L-L-W-E-N-E-R-M-D, And please check out our Conscious Anti-Racism book on Amazon.